Well, hello and welcome to the Good Old Days of Radio Show. It's Tuesday. It's the second Tuesday in October, and it's the second week of our month-long salute to Boris Karloff. This one will not be a creepy show with Boris Karloff. We had one of those last Thursday, and we'll have another one this Thursday. And we have our special guest, Sarah Karloff, Mr. Karloff's daughter, who's with us to uh, talk about the scary ones. But I'm going to do this one myself. This is the Spike Jones show. For those of you not familiar with Spike Jones, and we've never played a Spike Jones radio show, um, Spike Jones was basically the inspiration, shall we say, for Alan Sherman, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, anybody that you are familiar with at all doing musical parodies with uh, probably Weird Al Yankovic, the most recent one doing those things. Um, Spike Jones was a band leader. He started out as a pretty serious guy playing the drums on um, some early big band stuff in the late 30s. Then he decided to form his own band and make fun of all those songs that were so popular in the early 40s onward until he died in the mid-60s. He made a lot of records. He was a big, big seller for the RCA Victor Company, and his records are very fondly remembered by people from that time period. Um, for you young folk out there, basically what Spike Jones does, as I say, is he's making fun of modern musical trends, and this would be modern musical trends in the 40s. Uh, in this particular case, this is 1949, April 9th, 1949 to be exact, and this is the Spotlight Review Show for Coca-Cola, so you get to hear some vintage Coca-Cola commercials. And on the show, during this particular series of broadcasts, Spike Jones would have guest stars from stage, screen, and radio, um, and he liked to bring on the, um, the, the the horror guys. He had Peter Laurie on a couple times. He had Boris Karloff on a couple times. And so since this is Boris Karloff month, and we're doing a, a salute to his career for Halloween month, we are going to listen to Boris Karloff on the Spike Jones show. So you will get a bunch of crazy music parodies and then a little skit between Boris and Spike and the gang. So here we go. Coca-Cola presents the Spike Jones Show with Spike and the City Slickers, including Doodles Weaver as Professor Fiedelbaum, George Rock, Dick and Freddie Morgan, Sir Frederick Gass, Dr. Horatio Q. Birdbath, and our special guest, Boris Karloff. <laughs> Tonight we're broadcasting transcribed from Boston, Massachusetts, and here with a salute to the beautiful Charles River are Spike and the City Slickers with Charlie, my boy.
Hey, when I was conducting the band just now, what were you doing? I was watching that girl in the front row, Mr. Jones. <laughs> what a musician. And what were you doing? I was watching the girl in the front row, too. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a musician. Yep. And what were you doing? I was watching you, maestro. That guy's no musician. Charlie, my boy, you thrill him, you chill him with shivers of joy. You got that kind of sort of bit of a way that makes them take some, tell me what can they say. And when you dance, they read in your glance, oh, pages and ages of love and romance. They tell me Romeo was some lover too, but boy, he should have taken lessons from you. You seem to start where others get through. Oh, Charlie, my music lovers. <laughs> but now come along with us for another radio sightseeing tour in our Seeing America with Spike series as we visit Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> that was Arthur Fiedler and the Boston Poop Darkest. <laughs> Boston is a city of many great historical events, but perhaps the most famous is the Boston Tea Party. We now present a dramatization of this great moment. All right, fellas, let's dump the tea overboard. we should have taken it out of the bags first. <laughs> and so we bid a fond farewell to the Boston Tea Party. And as we leave, we can see the beautiful orange setting into the distant Pico. <laughs> In Boston, we find Harvard University. Here is the world-famous Harvard Law School. And as we enter, we see a professor... I am a Harvard Law professor. We We stop and listen as he lectures his law class. Uh, Now, students, 
In the practice of law, you must remember that a writ of uh, mandamus is usually considered irrepro... Irre uh, uh, a more important thing to remember. Uh, <laughs> when you present your brief to the court, always be sure that the cases you quote have been proven in pleading a null prosy. You should always be sure that the caveat emptor has been emptied in. Why don't you study medicine? <laughs> Another of Boston's famous educational institutions is the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. <laughs> or, as it is known to the students, Wellesley. <laughs> we pause in front of a door that says Atomic Research. We go in. I save atoms! I save atoms! I save atoms! Oh, are you a scientist? No, just a little atomizer. Hoping he sits on top of an atom bomb when it explodes because we know he'd get a bang out of it. We leave MIT. Bye, Professor Fiedelbaum. I've got a poem I'd like to read for the people of Boston, Spike. Uh, well, go right ahead, Professor. On the 18th of April in 75, hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year. Longfellow? No, Al Jolson. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's out of the way, I will sing that popular ballad entitled Down Among the Sheltering Palms. Am I on voice? <laughs> How was that? Sounds like the Boston subway going into a tunnel. Go ahead and sing, Professor. I will. Down among the powdering shams, uh, no, held among the sheltering downs, a swallowing frowns, a cross-eyed clown, no, Puget Sound, Puget Sound, no, Oyster Bay, Lake Superior, Gulf of Mexico, sailing, sailing. <laughs> Pardon me, I thought I was in the middle of the ocean. I'll start over. <laughs> Down among the sheltering palms, oh honey, wait for me, wait for me. Don't be forgetting we got a date out where the sun goes down about eight, eight o'clock in the morning. We've danced the whole night through. Dancing, I love dancing. My family loves dancing too. In fact, my uncle died dancing at the end of a rope. <laughs> That's a real killer. <laughs> How my heart is yearning, yearning, yearning. How my heart is burning, burning, burning. Three yearning, three burning. Down among the sheltering palms. What a song all about palms and hands. It's a funny thing about that, you know? There's hands on people, paws on cats, claws on lobsters, shoes on flies, feet on pigs, legs on frogs, scales on fish, hoofs on horses. Horses! And there they go. <laughs> it's maple leaving the rest behind. Acorn is doing oak. Plant is going to seed. And the crowd is rooting for tree. Ha! <laughs> Oh, honey, wait for me.
Very fine, Professor. And now here is Joe King speaking for the Coca-Cola Company. It doesn't matter what kind of work you do, you're the better for an occasional pause. And so is your job. Step over to that friendly red cooler, drop a nickel in the slot, have an ice-cold Coke, and go back to work refreshed. Ice-cold Coca-Cola brings the pause that refreshes to millions of workers day in, day out, the country over. In our travels across the country, we've found out that the question most people want answered is not, how much will I win in my pyramid club? (laughs) No, it's which way did they go? That's because of all forms of entertainment, the most popular everywhere in America is the Western movie. So here are the city slickers to give you our version of a horse opera. We've seen most every rodeo and every cowboy picture show. Cause we like Western movies, we think the music's hot. Give us an opera with a horse and a hero who's half shot. Hey, all right, Louis, drop the gun. You're not fooling anyone. So get your horse and start to run. All right, Louis, drop the gun. Rogers thrills us through and through. We're not about Gene Autry, too. Cause we like Western movies. We just can't get enough. We jump upon a seat and shout, but things start getting rough. Oh, all right, Louie, drop the gun. You're not fooling anyone. So get your horse and start to run. All right, Louie, drop the gun. Here is a question we saw last night. Full of action and dynamite. We thrilled and nearly stood on our heads from the moment the hero walked in and said, I am the hero. My name is Tex. I'm the best darn rider on the old Bar X. I've been riding six weeks around enough cattle. I got so many blisters, I'm tall in the saddle. I am the sheriff, yes, I am the law. I'm fast on the horse and quick on the draw. I was a cowpuncher, alas, in a lack, but I had to give it up when the cow punched back. <laughs> I hate the hero cause he sings off key I'm an ornery cuss and I'm so full of land When a rattlesnake bites me, he drops down dead Why, chewing on bullets is my daily routine See what I mean? Oh, me Injun, nice and tan Oh, me also businessman Me take them scalps to make them penny Sell them to a man named Jack Benny <laughs> takes place in a lawless town. They called on Tex to tame things down. He just arrived and who should he meet but a no good outlaw poison feet. Pete, I hear you've been rustling again. Yep, I blew up the bank and I shot 20 men. I held up the stagecoach and robbed the mail car. One of these days you're going to go too far. So you still think that you're a pretty good fighter? You should have seen what I did to Pink Rider. You mean Red Rider. No, he changed his name. He got faded last week in a big crap game. You're the yellowest man I ever did meet. Smile when you say that, Poison Pete. I'm smiling. What, you low-down coyote? Mighty pretty teeth you got there, unquote Now I know you're a coward and a great big smoo. I'm gonna tell the whole town what I think of you. So there! Shooting off your mouth won't get you anywhere. <laughs> you better leave town if you wanna live, or I'll fill you full of holes till you look like a sieve. My old six-shooter's just an egg at the spout. You better cover up the muzzle. The candy's falling out. <laughs> Well, here I am. I better get dressed. I got a heavy day to want to look my best. I'll take a quick shower and smell like a flower. That was a mighty quick shower. 
Who's a knocking at the door? It's Gopher, Annie. It's turn you a door. Gopher, gal. You've changed somehow. Do I look like a cow, girl? No, like a cow. Just <laughs> do you like the perfume in the hair? Is that the perfume you always wear? No, this is stronger. It's more alive. What do you call it? Corral number five. Gal, I can see you've been right. Blindfold a horse, you're crazy in the head. If he sees what he's carrying, I'm afraid he'll drop dead. <laughs> Gal, I love you deep down inside, and I've been needing a wife since old paint died. Well, stop your stuff. Why don't you propose? I can't find a ring the size of your nose. Anyway, I got a fine poison peat. I think he's hiding at Girdle Creek. A Girdle Creek? There must be a catch. Is it far from here? It's quite a stretch. <laughs> Tex and Gopher leave that night and on their way to see a very strange sight. I'm too young to die. I'm too young to die. Oh, it's so unjust. Hey, what are you doing? Just biting the dust. Well, here we are. It's the end of the ride. Pete and his gang are waiting inside. Now, here's my plan. Be as quiet as a mouse. I'll sneak in and you surround the house. Here I go. You wait right here. And I'll be back in a minute, dear. Here's your gun. I don't need a gun. I'm going to throw that gang out one by one. I hope you know what you're talking about. You just count them as I throw them out. Greeley had heard that, he'd probably have said, go east, young man, go east. But now, ladies and gentlemen, here is our special guest, that great actor, Mr. Boris Karloff. <laughs> Boris, have you met the fellows in my band? Yes, Spike, I've seen them, and there's one question I want to ask you. What's that? Are you trying to put me out of business? <laughs> Now, wait a minute. My musicians aren't that bad. You make them sound horrible. I make them sound horrible. <laughs> they don't need any help from me. Uh, uh, calling Peter Laurie. Calling Peter Laurie. <laughs> now, Spike, we ought to drop all the talk about horror. I told my agent I'm not going to play in any more horror pictures. I told him to go out and get me the lead in a romantic movie. And he did. Good. By the way, what is your next picture? The Life of Bela Lugosi. 
But, Spike, I am going to change. I'm tired of having children hide from me when I walk down the street. I'm going to make the kids like me. What are you going to do? I'm going on the radio and tell nice, gentle bedtime stories. Hey, I wonder how that would work. Why don't we get a kid up here from the audience and try it out? That little boy in the front row there. Uh, hey, would you come up here? Mommy! Come here! Isn't he cute? What's your name? Penelope. Penelope? That's a girl's name. At my age, what difference does it make? Well, Penelope, I want you to meet Boris Karloff. Hello, little boy. He's pretty. And I'm Spike Jones. <laughs> now, son, Mr. Karloff is going to tell you a story. Oh, goody. Does he know the one about the traveling salesman? Penelope! <laughs> no, no, little boy. I'm going to tell you the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I'd rather hear a horror story. A horror story, but that'll give you nightmares. Ah, let my psychiatrist worry about that. <laughs> I want to hear a horror story. I want to hear a horror story. If you don't keep quiet, I'm going to take you back to Harvard and let them put you back in your glass jar. <laughs> Boris, it looks like kids want to hear horror stories. Well, if that's what they want, that's what they're going to get. present a hysterical, historical chiller, Frankenstein's mother-in-law, or Paul Revere's other horse. <laughs> it is late at night. The scene, the laboratory of Dr. Boris T. Scrod. He is busy performing a complicated experiment. Now, let me see. I pour in some H2SO9... I add some B7H9NO3. Some KL702H. Mm. Now I stir the mixture. There must be an easier way to make clam chowder. Come in. Good evening. I'm Paul Revere. And I'm Dr. Boris Scrod, sometimes referred to as the Mad Doctor. Why are you mad? Because I was kicked out of medical school. <laughs> Doc, I'm a blacksmith. A blacksmith? Now, why would anybody want to become a blacksmith? I want to forge ahead. <laughs> well, forge another one. The one you're wearing's got a hole in it. citizens. You've got to help. How? I haven't got a horse. There isn't a horse in the whole of Boston. Where are they? Running in the third race at Suffolk Downs. <laughs> but I haven't got a horse. Look, I've heard it said that you can make mechanical robots. You've got to make me a mechanical horse. The British are coming. Here comes the British. Here comes the British. Here comes the British. Well, I'll try. Now, let's see. 
What do we need first? Uh, legs. Legs. Take a look in the bottom drawer under L. Okay. Say, this drawer is full of arms. Oh, gee, I'm so untidy. <laughs> what else will we need? A body. Aha, uh -huh, here's one hanging on the coat rack. I'll put the legs on. Now a head. Hey, it's beginning to look like uh -huh. something. Now all I need is a mane. I'll take this mane. <laughs> mane, you took part of Vermont, too. Hey, it looks wonderful. But how are you going to make it live? I'll just attach these electrodes to it. Then I throw the switch. <laughs> a horse. It's a man. Look at those muscles. It's a horrible monster. It's rearing up on its hind legs. It's going to speak. Listen. This is Joe King speaking for the Coca-Cola Company, saying whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you may be, when you think of refreshment, think of Coca-Cola. For Coca-Cola makes any pause the pause that refreshes. And ice-cold Coca-Cola is everywhere. Now, here's Spike Jones. Next week, our guest is going to be the well-known actor, Basil Rathbone. But before we say goodnight, I want to thank Boris Karloff for being with us tonight. Well, I had a wonderful time, Spike. Say, Boris, I read somewhere that you just made a picture with Abbott and Costello called Meet the Killers. That's right. Boris, who would you rather work with, me or Abbott and Costello? Spike, in answer to that, all I can say is... Yes? Hey, Abbott! <laughs> I guess I should never have asked. Good night, Boris. So long, music lovers. Spike Jones and the City Slickers may be seen in person in their musical depreciation review tonight in Niagara Falls. And this coming week, starting tomorrow in Rochester, Syracuse, Utica, Schenectady, and Buffalo, New York, and Youngstown, Ohio. And don't forget to tune in again next Saturday at the same time when the Coca-Cola Company presents the Spike Jones Show. Hey, I love it, Mike! Don't miss Spike! The Coca-Cola Company presented the Spike Jones Show transcribed. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. And that was the Spotlight Review with Spike Jones and all the city slickers, including Doodles Weaver, one of my favorites, uh, Professor Fiedelbaum, and special guest Boris Karloff. 
This is our Tuesday edition of the Good Old Days of Radio Show. If you want to hear Boris in a more creepy program and also listen to his daughter, Sarah, talk about it, uh, tune in on Thursday or download on Thursday or whatever it is you do to hear this show. Uh, it will be released on Thursday. And all this month, more Boris Karloff uh, Tuesday, we'll have the more lighthearted ones where he appears on comedy shows and things like that. And then on Thursdays, the uh, the lights out and the inner sanctum and the creepy type stuff that he did, and which he was most famous for. So this is John Tefteller in the Good Old Days of Radio Show. I will be back next Tuesday with more Boris Karloff, and I'll be back on Thursday with more Boris Karloff. It's going to be Boris Karloff all month. Okay, until then, this is John Tefteller saying goodbye. Goodbye.